Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paley Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by Pastor Becca Bruner. Well, good morning. My name is Becca, I'm one of the co-pastors here at Paoli, and it's good to be back with you after a week off of vacation with my family. We went to Virginia Beach this last time, but about a month ago we were out in Oregon, for part of the trip anyway, we were in Oregon seeing my family who lives there, and every time I go to Oregon, which has been a little more frequent lately in the last year or so, I, I have some things I have to do. You know, I obviously have to see my family, that's number one on the list, but in between those, those times of connecting with my mom and my sister and my dad, uh, there's just stuff I gotta get done. So, you know, for example, one of the things I have to do when I'm there, I have to go on a run or a walk somewhere in nature. Like, I gotta find some nature preserve or park, of which there are many, fortunately, uh, that I gotta go on a run in. It just smells different there, and I, I gotta get that, that in. If I'm lucky, I'd like to go out and, and get a, a local Portland IPA. Like those are just, those are spot on, those are good. I, I'd like to do that with, I do have a couple of friends that I went to high school with, actually primarily kids I went to youth group with, so I like to try to connect with one or two of them. But what I absolutely have to do every single time I'm there, and I'm not sure why, but I just know that I have to, I have to go either just, in or at least to the building of Lake Grove Presbyterian Church. I just gotta go. And you know, and during COVID, I wasn't allowed to go in for some of the times that I was visiting there, but I had to go to. Like I'd plan my running route around the outside of the building. I just had to go. From 1990 on, Lake Grove Presbyterian Church is where I grew up. That is the church, that is the place where I came to know Jesus. It's where I came to love Jesus. It's where I found my calling to serve Jesus. I am who I am today because of Jesus and because of the ministries of Lake Grove Presbyterian Church. So now, even after all these years, after having moved away, I have to stop by that building to remember, to just bring back to mind all the things that God has done for me in that place and to say thank you. Thank you to God for all of it. Now, of course, it wasn't the building, per se, that, that did really anything. It was the God who brought me to that building, and it was the people in the building that God used to make the difference. Buildings in and of themselves don't really do anything. But we all know God, God somehow uses them for good. And there's something just being inside them, around them, that brings that all back. Just like the smell of the woods does something for me, the smell, the sight, the feel, the just presence of the place where God touches our lives does something in us and for us. And so I go back to that building and I just walk around when I'm able and just let God bring those memories back, you know, the gym where I went to middle school youth group, and the time I was in middle school youth group, they, they would serve dinner, and then we'd play games, and so I 
give thanks to God for amazing middle school leaders who did things like eat, you know, heavy lasagna and then play crab walk soccer with us. Like, what that does to your system, it's not good. To a middle schooler, we can handle it. To the adults, we say thank you for uh, leading us to Jesus in that way. <laughs> You know, I go up to the youth room, and, and I just, I have this memory. We'd always have a time of worship in, 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 in youth group where somebody would be up on the guitar playing songs. And, you know, I grew up Presbyterian where we, we sang our hymns and we kept our hands here firmly uh, and our heads up and our eyes open. And I just remember one time there was a song being played, and I just kind of took this risk of opening my hands and closing my eyes and starting to sing that song like a prayer. And that being the beginning for me, that, that whatever kind of music we're singing, that that's a place where I so deeply connect with the presence of God. And man, I walk into that sanctuary. And though it's changed a little bit over the years, they've done some things here and there, uh, still it all just comes flooding back, because that's, that's the sanctuary where I was confirmed, where I stood before a congregation and I gave my life publicly to Jesus. That's the place where I was commissioned, along with several of members of my, my church to go out on, on mission trips through my years there. It's the place where I was ordained, where, where that community of people affirmed God's calling on my life, laid their hands on me in prayer, and I was, was giving my life to serve Jesus so that others might come to know him. It's a place where we celebrated the lives of both my grandparents celebrating that they were now living fully, eternally with Jesus. It's a place where I was married, where Dave and I committed our lives together before Jesus. So many memories of Jesus in that space. Now, could God have touched my life in all those ways in any location? Absolutely. God is not constrained by human-made walls, but the fact is that God did touch my life in significant ways in those walls, and I'm so grateful that he did. Because that means I have this place that I can go back to and I can walk into and every time I remember and I give thanks. I think that's what the psalmist is getting at when he penned these words of thanks that we read in Psalm 84. And this is what he writes. He says, how lovely is your dwelling place. O Lord of hosts, my soul longs, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. O Lord, of, Lord God of hosts, Hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. 
For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. You know, the psalmist, the psalmist is giving thanks to God for God's dwelling place. For him, that was the temple. The temple where God's people regularly gathered for worship. You know, God could have met them anywhere, but God chose to meet them, to touch their hearts, and to change their lives within the walls of that temple. And for that, the psalmist when he steps into that place and he remembers all that God has done there, he overflows with thanks and praise. So I figured today we could do the same because God has given us this space. God has met us, God has touched our hearts and God has changed our lives over the years that we have gathered here in this sanctuary to worship. And as you all should know by now, because Jonathan just said so a few minutes ago, today's the last day we're gonna be gathering in this space for a little bit. The, the pews are coming out this week and getting stored away, and Lord willing, construction is gonna start shortly thereafter. So as Jonathan said, we're gonna be worshiping outside for a few weeks, and then we'll be down in, in Forester Hall for a season. How long exactly? We never know. Anyone who's ever done construction of any kind knows that there's lots of unknowns. But what we do know is that by God's grace and because of the hard work and incredible generosity of so many members of this church, we're gonna be able to refresh and renew and restore this space for gathered worship for years to come. So today isn't a day, we're not saying goodbye to our sanctuary, let's be very clear about that. Today is just an opportunity to, to say thank you. Thank you to God for this sanctuary for what it has been and for what it has yet to be. So we're gonna look back with gratitude and we are going to look forward in hope for all that God has done and all God has yet to do. And here's how we're gonna do that. One, we're gonna offer some words of thanks. For, for those of you who feel comfortable doing so, we have a microphone up here and we're gonna be invited to come up and speak to share your own stories of how God has met you here in the whole church building, sure, uh, but particularly here in this sanctuary, in this space of worship. We wanna allow you to share your words of thanks and praise for how God has met you here, how God has, has touched your life here. And so to that end, because I like to plan things, I, I did ask a few people ahead of time to just prepare a few thoughts. So for those of you who I asked, I'm gonna ask you to come on forward and take a seat in one of these open, or seats in the front. Nobody sits in the front. So those of you I asked, now's the time. And so anybody else, I did ask a couple people ahead of time just to get us started. Uh, but if as you're listening, as people are speaking, um, you feel like you have a short story or just a word of thanks or praise that you'd like to share, uh, you are welcome to do so. And so in order to kind of understand and know who's coming up, um, we ask if you, again, if you get that kind of sense in your heart, I, will, I have a story, I wanna say something, just come and while folks are talking, come take a seat in one of these first rows here. And so we'll just kind of have a sense of, of who's coming up. 
Now, I will say, uh, when I have traveled to the developing world, to Latin America and, and Africa, and even other denominations in our own country, you know, you hit about the 55-minute mark of a service, and they are just getting started. Like, they may be just at the announcements at that point. Not so in North American Presbyterian churches, am I right? So all that to say, we are going to have to cut it off at some point. So if you feel like you really want to say something, don't sit on it. Don't, like, miss your chance. If you feel like, I just I want to say Thank you, God. That's it. Whatever it is, if you want to offer that, come forward sooner rather than later, because Jonathan and I will cut it off at some point. Uh, but I also know that some of you would rather be poked in the eye with a sharp stick than come up and speak into a microphone, and that's fine. We've got a way for you to participate, too. On the inside corners of several of the pews in here, there are baskets uh, with Sharpies and Post-its, because some of you just writing is your thing. That's fine. Great. And so if you, again, on the side of thanksgiving for what God has done, and on the side of hope for what God has yet to do, either one, you can offer, take a little Sharpie, find your way to one. You can get out of your seat to get it if you need to or have it passed to you. Just take one of those post-its and write. It can just be a word or a phrase or a lot of post-its if you have a long prayer, whatever, it, whatever you have. And sometime, again, this is kind of going to be a time of movement, and that's okay, uh, stick it on a wall. It's a post-it. And so you can write your prayer, your word, and stick it on one of the walls here, again, adorning the walls of our sanctuary with our prayers of praise and thanks and hope to God. You can do that anytime during this, the rest of this service. Now, for those of you who are online, again, we've got Facebook, you've got the comment section, and on the website, if you're watching there, the say hi section. We want to hear your stories, your words, your testimonies, your thanks as well. So feel free to type those in there at any point. All right? Clear? So we're going to invite just, you're not, I didn't give you an order, so it's whoever's brave enough first to get us started. And anybody else who wants to come forward, we're going to just give this time to giving our thanks to God. Hi, I'm, I'm Sam Virgilio. Uh, as important as places are, rooms are, and buildings are, what's even more important are the people who are there. Uh, let me tell you a story that happened about a lot of years ago. <laughs> uh, in 1988, I came here for a wedding. One of my best friend's daughter was getting married. And I happened to meet the preacher at that time. We weren't going to church here. We were somewhere else. But everyone seemed pretty happy about meeting this guy and talking to this guy. And so Hattie and I decided that the next Sunday we would come to church here. We did. We walked in the door, and this guy goes, Hattie and Sam, it's nice to have you back. And I would encourage everybody. I'm a hugger and a handshaker. Uh, I think you have to let people know that you're happy to see them, that they're happy to be here, and, that, and you're glad they're here. And I would encourage everybody, everyone here, don't walk past people. Make eye contact, say hello, and greet them. Don't be afraid to be somebody who they remember. Thank you.
Hi, I'm Jen Baker. Um, my family's been attending here for what feels like forever. My husband was raised here since he was eight, um, and his mom and stepfather were married downstairs. Um, Chuck and I were married here in 1999, I think. I always get it wrong. Um, <laughs> my kids have been raised here. Um, they were confirmed here, and I, I was baptized here, and Michael was baptized over there. Um, but I want to sort of chime in with what Sam was saying about a space, um, that God dwells here, but God is not in the walls. God is not in the pews or the carpet or the wood flooring. God is in all of you. God is in us. God, the living God lives in all of us. Um, and so the thing that stuck out for me most where God has met me in this space is not just in my wedding where you know we made promises to each other, not just in my baptism where I made a promise to God or my child's baptism. All those things are sacred, but where I feel like God and I met was in communions. So many different styles of communion were served in this space. Um, and I feel like God's creativity was exercised through our human creativity in the various ways that we were allowed to express communion with God and each other. And so I'm really, really thankful for that because those different styles of communion grew my faith and allowed me to expand my faith to others and to witness other people's faith come alive. So thank you for that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how communion and all sorts of services happen in our new space. Good morning. Um, I'm Janet Gorman Devenold. I say my whole name because when I was growing up here, I was Janet Gorman. Um, most people remember, others go, eh. Anyway, so, I, so uh, I've been attending here for over 60 years. I, I know that's hard to believe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but what was fun is back, I guess it was 1962, I was at the original groundbreaking for the original church. In fact, there's a picture of the groundbreaking, and there I am standing there, about like eight or nine years old. And uh, I thought, oh my gosh. So it's kind of fun to be available for another uh, groundbreaking. So um, that's exciting. But um, a really big thing that happened in this sanctuary, I should say, was um, many years ago, our two daughters had met the loves of their lives and gotten married here in this sanctuary. And um, our son at the time, a real sweetheart, but he was kind of aimless, didn't know what to do with his life. And uh, so I was praying and praying for that he would meet a young lady who would give him a purpose in life, who would you know help to guide him and everything. Well, uh, sometime later, we were sitting over there and uh, I was on the new member committee at the time. And a young gal was sitting next to us, and I noticed, you know, she broke down that she was visiting and was interested in joining the church. So I leaned over to her, I said, I introduced myself, and said, welcome, we'll be having a new member class starting soon. Well, she was our future daughter-in-law, 
So I, I considered that uh, just amazing, and they've been married almost 16 years now and are very happy. So, I mean, God readily hit me over the head with that one. <laughs> so anyway, so there you go. Hello, I'm uh, Roger Devenold. I belong to her. Uh, th thanks to uh, this church, actually, as Jan said, we were married here. Uh, it was 47 years ago, right? <laughs> it was actually in the... Um, what is now Forrester Hall, so we look forward to going back to where we uh, started out. So um, God, I, I thank God every day for giving me her, and um, uh, that kind of started our, our whole family. Uh, as Jan said, our kids were, uh, were baptized here, they were, went to Sunday school here, they were all married here, all three of them. And... Um, uh, Eight of our ten grandchildren were also uh, uh, baptized here. Uh, I also, uh, not only did God give me a, an immediate family, but he gave me another family, and that's you guys, the church family. Um, I always uh, find it amazing how generous and kind uh, you people are to each other and to others uh, outside. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of, uh, of that church family. Um, where I noticed the, the generosity and the kindness and, and actually the passion uh, from the Holy Spirit is in our mission programs that we have here. Um, uh, working uh, with them, you can see God's work in process. You can see the results of God's work. And... Uh, uh, you know, it's very, very uh, heartening to know that uh, he, to, that he is with us all the time. Um, uh, I also uh, 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 am thankful for uh, giving the being given the opportunity in the form of those missions to uh, to do God's or to do Jesus's uh, great commandment and to demonstrate uh, His love. Uh, and kindness to uh, other people who may need it, uh, uh, you know, more than we do. So I'm uh, thankful for that, too. And I, I said I'd look forward to worshiping again where I started out here and then uh, seeing what it's like when we come back to, the, uh, to a new, new sanctuary here. Thank you. Um, the Reverend Bruner, Reverend Bruner, Reverend Bruner said something about uh, keeping it to a structured time limit in accordance with the, the Presbyterian way and keeping it short. Uh, I was actually raised Reformed, so buckle up for a little bit of a time crunch. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. I thought it was really funny. Um, and before I get on to my Gettysburg Address, I, I'd like to acknowledge it's, pr it's pretty beautiful um, and amazing. Uh, the people that spoke before me, we heard about being greeted, uh, about being raised in a church, about finding a spouse, and um, how wonderful that shared story is, uh, because that's, that's grace, and that's how this whole thing works, which has been in my mind. Um, 
And when I was asked to say a few words this morning with the prompt, what does this sanctuary mean to me, I thought of my parents. I thought of the building in which I was baptized, and I was raised in the Christian Reformed Church. Our worship, shaking, I'm sorry. Our worship services were held in a tall brick building with clean white painted interior, and the words, to God be the glory, hung in a sort of arc above the pulpit. It was the same building and the same sanctuary my father was baptized in, and so I have an appreciation for sanctuaries. But my parents helped me understand at a fairly young age that a church is not a building, a church or the church is a people. People making a decision to gather in one spot, a sanctuary, if only to understand how to live in the world and how to love other people. Growing up Protestant, I was always in the dark when it came to the sacraments, especially communion. As a child, I observed the ritual with a healthy curiosity. And as I grew older, I endeavored to learn more about what communion meant. I learned about transubstantiation. I read theology. I wondered whether taking the bread as body and wine, or taking the bread as body and wine as blood was symbolic or literal. And then one Sunday night in this room, I took communion. Afterwards, I felt I understood the purpose of the sacrament because I was entering into a community. The sacrament was not only shared, but it was lived out by the people who took it around me. Uh, the Old Testament is filled, <laughs> boy, the Old Testament is filled with dimensions and specifications for how to build a temple, how to structure the Holy of Holies, what fabric to use, and what color. That's true, look it up. Uh, for a long time, I wondered why Scripture was so specific. After all, church is not a building, but it's a community of people. Having thought about this for the past few days, I've become very sympathetic to why you would write down the details of how uh, a sanctuary or a temple is built, because it turns out my memory is detailed as well when it comes to holy ground. I'll explain. Uh, I was sitting about five feet... Let me try to get through this. <laughs> I was sitting right there when I met my wife. In the very first pew, some feet away from the stage, and just about five feet and seven inches from the edge of that pew, um, sat the woman I knew I was going to marry. A little bit more on dimensions of this particular room <clears throat> for those interested in architecture or this specific sanctuary. It takes about 21 minutes to walk from one side of that edge of the sanctuary to the other about 100 times, specifically if you're waiting to propose to someone. <laughs> um, oh, also, if you're wondering how long the aisle actually is or how long it takes for someone to walk from the glass doors to here, if you're someone that's going to propose to their wife, it, a, a thousand years, that's about how long it takes. <laughs> you remember that? It was right there. Um, in the past week, I spent a lot of time thinking about those thousand years or what it felt like. Uh, I thought about sanctuaries and holy places. The first time I was in this room, I was looking for help for answers and for answered prayers. 
I came to this place remembering what my parents taught me. Church is not a building, but a community of people pulled together with the hope that we all might seek Christ in all that we do. And I am here now as a testament to an answered prayer. This is the room where we all chose to gather, to take communion. This is the room where we pray together, we listen together, sing together, and together seek to follow the will of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the room where I met people who would guide and mentor me. I was greeted by them. I was welcomed by them. This is the room where I proposed to my wife. This is the room in which we are invited to do life together, however long that aisle might be. It could be a thousand years or it could be a day. And this is, this is the room where we meet the person who can help us through addiction, a breakup, a miscarriage, a bad day, a misunderstanding, a life shift, a depression, an irritation, a question, a trauma, a death, a rebirth, and just a thousand-year-long aisle. This sanctuary is just a room. But you're here to take communion together, to meet each other, to love each other, and to figure out where we're going to go next. And with that, uh, I'll end with my mother's favorite verse, which is relevant, I think. Uh, in Jeremiah, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not harm you, plans to give you hope for a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you. We're found in rooms like this because these are rooms where people gather looking to be found and to find other people. So I'm thankful for this room. I hesitate coming up now after what Chris just said because it feels like... uh, we could conclude right now, <laughs> but since I'm here, I'll keep it short. Um, just to reiterate what Chris said, um, 10 years ago, I went through a, a, what nobody wants to go through, and that's called a divorce. And I remember Jeff Conway had just started coming here as a pastor, and I was really bereft of any kind of support, and uh, called him up and began to meet. And that was the beginning for me of, of a, a community that many of you have talked about already. So I want to uh, underscore that concept that this is a place where when we can heal, we can recover, we can grow, as Chris was talking about. And uh, uh, as this place has been a place for my mom <clears throat> to have a memorial service for her, for my uh, in-laws, both out in the smaller sanctuary, smaller sanctuary, as well as my daughter getting married. And so I'm really thankful for Paley giving me a, a season to rebuild my life. Thank you. God bless I just ran back there to check on something and I took off my feet or my shoes so I could run. But you know what? <laughs> Moses said, or Moses was told by God to take off your shoes for the ground on which you are standing is holy. So it seems appropriate. 
And so I want to invite Steve and Chuck to, to come up, because um, we are going to close in a time uh, of worship and singing together. But before we do, we're going to pray. And so, and if you haven't yet grabbed one, I still want to tell you, grab a post-it and a Sharpie, if you can, somewhere near you. Because you've heard the words uh, spoken. And these walls are horrible. They don't like holding uh, post-its, I've observed. So if you want to stick them on the window or some other place, the walls just reject post-its. They all fall down. Uh, but if you can grab something, and you don't have to right now, it can be again through the rest of this service. But I'd love for each one of us, we've heard the words of thanks offered, and I know there are more. But I also know there are prayers of hope. Because again, as I said, this isn't a day that we're saying goodbye to anything, we are saying yes to more. Yes to more saying hi and calling people by name and making people feel known and loved. Yes to more varied expressions of receiving and giving the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes to more chance meetings that lead to marriages Yes to more mission. Yes to more God having a good and hope-filled plan for our future and the future of the community in which God has planted Paoli Presbyterian Church. And so on those post-its, I want you to write those prayers of hope for what God can and will do yet through us gathering for worship and then being sent out to be his hands and his feet in the world. So as you offer your own prayer, as you're able to write it down, let's join our hearts together in prayer. God, you have done great things. You have done great things in this world, creating us calling us, forming a people for yourself and for your glory that all people may know that you are the one true God. You have done great things in sending your son, Jesus Christ, to be for us the savior that we desperately need and the Lord who guides our lives through every mountaintop and valley, as deep and dark as sometimes they may be, who ultimately gave his life for us that we might live eternally with you. Lord, you have done great things through founding and establishing Paoli Presbyterian Church oh so many years ago, and through imbuing her with life through the presence of Jesus. Up on Route 30, here at South Valley, down in Forester Hall, here in this sanctuary, as it stands right now, and as it will stand for as long as you ordain it to be so. You have done great things, transforming hearts to know the love and grace of Jesus Christ, and healing that deep ache in each one of our souls 
to be connected to the source of life that is our living God. And you have met us here in the form of your body, each and every person in this space. And you have sent us out to heal wounds, to feed hungers, to end injustice, to be your hands and your feet in a world in need. Jesus, you have done great things and you will yet do more as long as we are open to your leadership. So make us open, Lord. Open our hearts, open our hands, open our lives to you. To love you, to follow you, to be used by you however you see fit. And to you, Lord, be all the glory and praise. All this we pray in the name of Jesus, our risen Savior and Lord, praying the words that he taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.